Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dissecting Liberty podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Cottonarchist. Howdy. A long pause. <laughs> All right. Maybe, and, potentially. And <laughs> some of you may recognize that laugh. We have Sean back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah feels of, good to be back. Yeah, of uh, Sean V Planet. That's offensive. And uh, what's your third podcast? The art one, um, right? He only talk has about, three. Yeah, I have three podcasts. Talk about art. That's offensive. And Sean fights the internet. And they're all on my channel, Sean V Planet. Yeah, only three. It's a little confusing, those are rookie yeah. numbers. You got to pump those yeah, up. Yeah, dude. I know. Yeah, I got to get like five or six going. I also That's make right. blogs and live streams, and I'm writing a book. So, nice. you know, I could just add a few more podcasts into the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, today we're uh, we're going to talk about why it might be that libertarians, uh, anarchists, people that value liberty are they, they seem to be hesitant to act like act on those principles and and like take a stand and, and take like action that um you know it, it, it is meaningful beyond you know all of us being on twitter and you know agreeing with each other and uh ratioing uh statists so we're going <laughs> to talk about that and sean um he has some interesting thoughts on that. And, uh, you know, I, I think that a lot of people that, uh, a lot of our listeners might disagree, but, uh, that's okay. Cause you guys suck. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it and, um, you know, you can disagree, but, uh, we're trying to get some answers to, uh, to this question. And, uh, yeah, that's why we have Sean here. So, anyway, Sean, is that uh, is that a good good start for you? <laughs> yeah, Can you take it from here. Yeah, well, right. um, definitely emphasis on the thoughts. That's a that's a <laughs> big problem facing the libertarians. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really have anything like specifically prepared, but just kind of going back to like some previous streams and podcasts where I was talking about this topic. Um, I just over the last few months, I've really noticed how like, degenerate libertarians are, how like mm-hmm. <laughs> sex and porn and drug obsessed they are. And, you know, and then I just think that leads to inaction. I think that leads to like weakness. And I, I see a lot of libertarians being like overly emotional and just kind of like hedonistic, like pleasure seeking. Mm-hmm. And I think that just makes people inactive. I think, um, especially the porn, the porn and the drugs, I think it's gotten to the point where we're so bombarded with it on our screens 24-7 yeah. that it just demoralizes us. Like, it literally breaks down our morality and it breaks down our, our um, you know, physically our brains and our spirits and also just, like, depletes our energy levels. And I think the result is just a bunch of weak men crying and bitching and not actually doing anything. Um and I, I mean, it's to me, it's very noticeable in general, like on the bigger scale. Obviously, this is a this is one of those like topics also where it's like not all but most. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not talking about a hundred percent. Obviously, like I'm not fucking retarded. Like I'm not putting every single person into the same category. Right. It's not all, not all, but most. Um, I think most people who are just like freedom and liberty minded have just become so weak 
and overly emotional and it's stopping them from actually taking action on a lot of things. And just, you know, it causes a lot of anger, causes fear, it causes despair, degeneracy, uh, desperation, and it just kind of leads to voluntary enslavement. We become addicted to pleasure and we become, we become addicted to material wealth and we stop worrying about fighting for and taking action for what's right and what we truly believe in. And my conspiracy mind leads me to believe that it's on purpose. Like, I think if the government is serious about maintaining its control over the population, um, the biggest threats to it are going to be people who want freedom, <laughs> like the people who are going to resist being controlled and being right. enslaved. And so it only makes sense that those people in power are going to bombard and dumb down and, you know, make, make the people who are freedom and liberty minded weak and emotional and docile and confused and traumatized. Um, so I don't think it's an accident. I mean, I think they are really bombarding us with um, just degeneracy in general and just, you know, pleasures, pleasures and material wealth seeking, material comfort and security seeking. And to me, that just seems like the inevitable result of people who want freedom challenging government authority. It's like the government can easily distract us and keep us down by uh, getting us hooked to flesh pleasures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can just keep ranting for the next hour. Do you want to? We were, uh, me and zero popped into one of your streams the other day. Yeah. And, um, you said something really interesting that never had occurred to me about porn was that like you would think because porn is not cheap to produce that it would cost money to access it. But just the abundance of free porn is very suspect. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, that, what's that saying? Like if something is free, then you're the product. Yeah. That mm -hmm. kind of entered my mind a while back too, where it's like, why is it free? Like porn should be, not only is it in high demand, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you just think of the basic economics of it, yeah. there's such high demand at this point. I mean, the statistics are what, like 99% of men have watched porn or I think 90% actively watch porn. It's in our pockets. Wow. It's accessible 24-7 in our pockets whenever we yeah. want. Um, and it's just in such a high demand because we are so weak and we are so broken and pleasure-obsessed um, that you'd think they would be charging money and we would be paying for it. Well, it's, like, it's the like supply a, and the demand doesn't seem to be matching for how high of a demand there is. It seems like there could be this big, giant incentive to make a bunch of money off of that, but yet it's free. Yet it's right. like so accessible everywhere. And the excuse I've heard people say when I bring this topic up is like, well, there's ads. You know, oh, there's ads on the side of the page. And it's like, A, whoever clicks on any of the fucking ads, and B, <laughs> aren't half of the ads other porn sites? Yeah, <laughs> it's like right. the porn sites are advertising porn sites. And then you click on the, the ads and it's more porn sites advertising porn sites. And if you just stop and think about how much money has to go into just like the production value, like the physical product producing of the video and the content, all the editing involved, all mm -hmm. the actors, the sets, the studios, and then just in general, you start talking about like server space and like streaming quality. And right. you start to see like, if you were to just go to whatever porn site, pull something up, it's like really, I mean, it loads pretty quickly and there's giant catalogs and collections, you know, and that stuff really isn't cheap. 
No. The fact that you can just access it free or the fact that there's like some ads scattered about to other porn sites, the money just doesn't seem to match. Like the supply doesn't seem to match the demand, which just makes me believe like it's being pushed on us. Like it's being used almost like a weapon against us. And I mean, when you stop and think about that, it becomes pretty clear to see why. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's the same thing with social media to maybe a lesser extent, yeah. but it's, Definitely it's totally happen. geared to like giving you that, uh, not like that hit of dopamine, right? When you have some tweet that gets really popular, or you know, yeah. I don't know TikTok. I don't I don't use TikTok, but uh, <laughs> you know, I you know I, I use enough social, yeah. right? Yeah, Liberty Zero doesn't have a doesn't produce TikToks, but you know he watches a few. <laughs> Do I? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you watch a few. Yeah. I see the ones that uh, show up on Twitter, yes. But yeah. I'm a big no, fan I, of the flat earth TikToks. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> There's like, you know, the TikToks are for the most part like little teenage girls dancing and stuff and just stupid little comedy bits and stuff. Right, and then there's yeah. some people who like get on there and they spend like 60 seconds like being like conspiracy theorists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I know. Uh, funny, there's like, the one with like, there's the one bomb TikToks. Yeah, there's the one with the kid with like the Nerf gun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I forget what he's talking about. He's talking like, about the Vegas shooting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, like uh, the truth bomb TikToks. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, the podcast Your Mom's House that Tom Segura does. Uh, they go down crazy TikTok rabbit holes and find like the most disgusting TikToks you can find, the most weird people, and it's yeah. hilarious. Like that's the side of TikTok you don't see. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dissecting yeah. liberty um, on tiktok soon next time you're oh, on great. tiktok just take a second to think think about and appreciate china and the chinese communist party for bringing you that technology as we talk just, on know, zoom give them a little yeah. salute give china a little salute uh thank you for your service communist party of china thank you <laughs> i appreciate your service you're providing us yeah it just, yeah. I, it, going back to to what you're saying, just the, uh, it's if you're able to have that dopamine hit, and I don't know a better term for it, but yeah, like a dopamine hit, just all the time with your phone, you know, wh- however you're using it, whether it's porn or uh, you know social media or or whatever. Uh, I mean that that'll keep you complacent, and. Yeah. I don't know how the uh, how the communists like I, I, th- through this whole time, right? With the the communists doing the Chaz thing and and uh, tearing down statues or and whatnot, like eh, like I, I I disagree with what they're doing, but at the same time, they are taking action unlike many of us yeah. uh, in in the liberty community, and you definitely know that it's not like they're abstaining, so. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, that was a tangent. But anyway, uh, I, I have I have well, one thing to say about porn before we get too far off. Yeah, yeah, go for um, it. Th- this is uh, this comes a bit from my background, but the there's very little research on how porn affects the brain, which is suspect to me. And yeah, the, yeah and there's there's one study that is that all the, all the psychologists cite as saying that porn doesn't negatively affect the brain. 
here, here was what they did in the study. And, and, and let me then ask y'all if y'all think that this is a, a, a good method of research. So what they did was they brought people into the sterilized uh, hospital uh, examination room, right? And they put a uh, fMRI helmet on them, which is like an MRI, but then you can actively read uh, the brain waves while the experiment's going, where uh, MRI, you can put it on, scan it once, and then look at the static reading. fMRI is, is a much more dynamic uh, way of uh, doing an MRI. But uh, So they put the helmet on them, which already is nasty, because I don't know if y'all have had an MRI before, but they put all that goop on your head and they have to stick the thing to your head. Uh, and it's, it's uncomfortable. And, uh, and then they had a decent amount of people in the room, nurses and researchers and doctors. And then like, they'd show a person like a picture of a family at the beach. Uh, not necessarily in this order, but just kind of intermittently like a, uh, kind of just a, uh, a neutral image like that they'd show like an image of a uh, lion eating a gazelle and then they would like show a image of something from porn or a naked woman or something and mm -hmm. uh, they said well you can see that the dopamine doesn't rise when the uh pornographic images are shown well yeah because they have this goopy helmet on their head and they're <laughs> they're surrounded by a ton of people and they're in this super bright uh, fluorescent light having a uh, hospital room. And I mean, it makes no sense, but then there are a couple that seem to have gotten past the sensors. Uh, and uh, it's it, your brain based from those studies, more stuff needs to be done, of course, but from those studies, it shows you when you're watching porn, your brain does damn near the exact same thing. It does when you're doing cocaine, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah just a flood of dopamine, then of course, like cocaine or any other substances that uh, affect dopamine, whether it be coffee or nicotine, uh, you get a hangover, you know? And like, I would say that, and I think you'll, both of y'all will agree with me on this, that uh, men that watch a lot of porn are in that perpetual dopamine rush hangover. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as you, like as time progresses and you're, and you're doing that, like your search history gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, because, obviously because you build up a tolerance just like exactly any yeah. other drug. So you have to watch yeah. weirder and weirder stuff. You get like desensitized to it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's so now drug. you need two women and then next week you need to like see your step, a stepmom. And then the next week you need to see bondage. And then and the next and week, then, you know, it's like you need to keep advancing more and more. Then you have to yeah. see Hooter Femboys. <laughs> Cotton, whoa. Uh, what, what? Personal what? Do y'all not know about that? Cotton, are you just reading your search history right now? No, I Dude. don't actually. I, yeah, no, I don't listen, listen, I'll explain it, but if you want to know my search history, my search history. I'm not going there. My search, literally, my search history is nothing but news articles and uh, audio editing tutorial videos. That's it. <laughs> and Hitler anime porn that he's yes. conveniently leaving oh, out. Oh damn! Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 conveniently the, left out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have to take a break here in a minute. But I'll tell you all about the Hooter Femboys thing. Uh, <laughs> right. like, apparently, the Hooters Twitter account got an email 
about yeah. thin boys and they posted it and they're like, gosh, this is something you love to see on a Monday morning or something. So somebody made fan art of a thin boy Hooters and it was a big thing on social media. What y'all need to do is abandon your real lives. All right. Just leave your job, whatever, and spend all your time on Twitter. Like I do. <laughs> uh, Actually, I would suggest you uh, go watch porn. <laughs> Well, yeah. it might be Twitter. better yeah it might be healthier than 24 7 uh use of twitter yeah <laughs> all right well we're gonna take a break and we'll be back in a second hey y'all cotton here i have been undergoing a project called the cotton report that is part news aggregator and publication uh, I'd really appreciate it if y'all check it out. It's at cottonreport.com. Uh, we have several articles already up, and uh, there's already a lot of useful info on there and very interesting stuff uh, written by authors for the website and not. So I really appreciate it if y'all check it out and enjoy the show. Uh, hey, everybody, we're back from the break. Uh, Sean has a couple more things to say about the conversation we were having earlier. Yeah. Um, well, so what you're saying, like there is like, it's, it is suspicious why there's like a lack of studies and it's also suspicious why a lot of studies are done on rats and not on humans. Um, <laughs> yeah. suspicious to say the least, but, um, overall, like, I think just the proof is in the addictive nature of it and how addicted people are. I mean, I know from experience, it was really tough quitting watching porn. I'm like 10 months now free from it. Mm. But when it first happened, I mean, the first week was insane. It was harder for me than quitting smoking cigarettes or quitting smoking, drinking alcohol. And I think a lot of men out there would agree with me. Um, yeah. I posted a couple of weeks ago on my Facebook, on multiple of my social media accounts, just the simple phrase, stop watching porn. And the amount of insane, like overly angry, overly emotional responses I got a lot from like libertarians and anarchists, like, how dare you? Why are you yeah, worried yeah. about what we have to, what we're doing? Why are you trying to tell us what to do? Why are you trying to control our lives? Yeah. And it's like, literally, I'm just advocating for you to choose to do something better. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest. That but was the craziest that thing. That reaction, that like visceral, angry, like, you know, defensive reaction is addiction. I mean, it's just clear to me to see like you are addicted to this thing and you're defending it and you're, it's, you know, you're unable to overcome it and you're taking it out on me. The guy recommending that you do so, you know, the guy saying, yeah. Hey man, maybe you shouldn't uh, get drunk every night. Yeah. How dare you? Why, well, are, you, and, <laughs> why and, are you trying to control my life, man? I, I think, I think that, uh, part of that is, uh, the state's fault. I know that's a crazy statement for a libertarian <laughs> to say, but I, I think the, the state has, uh, especially with like drugs, I think the state has ca uh, caused this like false dichotomy in people's minds where either it's illegal. Like uh, if, if you say it's bad to do heroin, somebody's like, oh, you're a statist. No, I'm not saying it should be illegal to do heroin, <laughs> but I'm saying yeah. it's bad for you. So it's bad to do porn or watch porn bad to do porn also but it's bad to watch it. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean i want to make it illegal you know yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and another aspect of that is that like at least i feel like a part of it is either uh, guilt or people like know that it's wrong yeah. and it's not healthy for them because if you were to say i don't know uh pineapple doesn't belong on pizza for instance that's a that's a fun one 
Yeah. Like people will oh, react, yeah. uh, but it's all, you know, joking around, right? Because no one actually yeah. cares, right? I do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up, Cotton. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, um, like people get really upset when, if they were to think about it rationally or, uh, you know, their emotions didn't kick in just automatically. They like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be getting that because like you, like you're just advocating, Hey, I think this lifestyle is better. Yeah. Uh, I think this is better for you. And yeah. being angry at someone for suggesting something like that, like that to me suggests that deep down people know that there's something wrong with it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. well, like no matter, like, I, yeah, maybe it's, maybe you don't believe that it's immoral, but, uh, you know, maybe it's just the physical, uh, or, uh, or, or psychological like harm, you know, and, and you, and you know that deep down, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's, that's well, the point I was trying to make. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, on my Facebook, I posted it and I got all this backlash. Like it was like five or six different guys four of them are like, no, like very well, either known to me or known in general to be like very libertarian or very mm-hmm. anarchist people. And so in the reaction, I was like, well, then what, if you guys like do, are so staunchly in defense of your porn use, why don't you just post your porn history on your Facebook page? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine the result, the response, you know, it's well, like, you can do it on Twitter. They're like, it's okay. It's okay. fine. It's not harmful. It's not destructive. Why are you worried about what we're doing? Like, but they don't oh, want uh, kids watching it. But then it's like, okay, yeah. well, if it's so great and it's not a big deal, why don't you just go ahead and tell everyone what you're doing? Oh, yeah. well, you know, and you just see the rats scurry away, you know? Yep. And that's too, like that just shows it's like they, they show you that they're addicted to it and that it is addictive. And they show you that they know it's bad and they know it's wrong. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's 0% chance they're going to go on and post what they're actually looking up on Facebook because they know it's wrong. They know that people don't like it or agree with it or want them doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was just from personal experience. But I did want to say this kind of before we move on. Um, in my opinion, just based on, I mean, I do think a lot of the studies are like pseudoscience, so it's hard to really trust who. Yeah. Um, who is promoting it or who's, you know, funding or like, you know, trying to dissuade or uh, silence results from studies yeah, out there. Right. But um, from what I've seen and what I've been led to believe from personal experience and just from like things I've seen and read about, um, to me, it, to me, in my opinion, it seems porn is a weapon and it seems like it does cause brain damage. And honestly, too, it like just causes low testosterone and anxiety and depression and like decreased self-confidence and um, just the physical act of coming. Sorry to get too graphic, but like <laughs> coming a lot, it actually like depletes your minerals like to an extent, I don't know exactly what it is, but it actually is an insane amount. Like um, it's like a couple teaspoons is basically like your week's worth of minerals you get from eating like a, like a bunch of steaks and red meat. Um, so you basically have to like, like replete your <laughs> mineral output from just a, a couple squirts, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think in general, psychologically too, I mean, it's physically, it's a, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of money. It can be a waste of money. But psychologically, it disconnects us from reality and it just degrades men and women in like their daily lives and their daily interactions. 
And I think it's all pushed on us to control population and to keep us docile and passive. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It just seems like the smut suppliers are benefiting and it's at our expense. And, you know, we become voluntarily enslaved as a result and, yeah, and just dependent on their pleasures, on the pleasures they supply us. And it's again, it's not about like making it illegal. It's not about like stop, like physically stopping people from doing it. But we need to like encourage people to start saying no and rejecting like these people who are pushing this pleasure degeneracy on us um i, I got otherwise we're just gonna keep for you enslaved. Sean. yeah I, I got your new slogan for you yeah let's hear keep, it. keep your minerals stop coming just say no <laughs> yeah yeah no more no more coom <laughs> make america coom less no more coom <laughs> minerals go bye-bye yeah <laughs> But also, I mean, if you just do stop and think about it, like, I, it, I mean, you, we don't need it. We don't need yeah, porn no. and we don't need excessive, like, coming. And, you know, our ancestors didn't need it. Like, this is so relatively new. And it's not like we need it. There's no actual, like, desire to do it. And I don't know. It just seems like we're, we're ruining our, like, primal natures and our, like, primal attractions. And we're just depleting our energy and we're, like, degrading and ruining our spirits. And, I think that's causing a lot of problems in society. I think it's distracting us and keeping us all passive and weak. And I think the results are, you know, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> the fact that like the nation's being taken over by communists right now and no one's really <laughs> batting an eye. Uh, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of proof of that. We talked about it the last time I was on this, on the show, but like just the fact that there's so many like women with like three boyfriends uh-huh. And there's so many like, <laughs> you know, there's just so much hair dye and nose piercings and stuff going around. It's just like clear signs that uh, like society and people in general are just breaking down and becoming weak. Do, Sean, do you know the uh, YouTube channel I Hypocrite? No. Uh, Sounds I, interesting. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes and uh, I'll I'll send his channel to you when we're done recording. I think you'll really like him. He does these videos. I, I he he came to mind because I know he did a video where he like talks about uh, the scourge of polyamory in big yeah. cities. Uh, but his most popular thing is he does these videos called "You Can't Stop Progress," where he makes a uh, just like an hour long compilation of the craziest stuff coming out of like the liberal left in the country. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's, it's good stuff. He, he does good stuff. I don't agree with everything he says, but, uh, I, well, I probably agree with most of it. The polyamory too is a natural result of, I forget. There's like a certain like principle and it's a real actual thing of like the 80, 20% yeah. breakdown. And so with the, with the increase of like online dating and Tinder and all this stuff and sexual liberation. So the fact that like couples, mm. like men and women aren't pairing up, and getting married and securing their partnerships forever. There's like the sexual liberation where everyone can bounce around from partner to partner at any time at all times. It has yeah. make it has made an imbalance. So basically like the top 20% of women, I'm sorry, the top 20% of men end up hooking up with and having sex loosely and casually with 80% of the women. So yeah. there's this giant imbalance of all these men out there not getting laid. And it makes them angry and lonely and desperate. And Mm. if you look at like Tinder, I mean, Tinder is basically just a bunch of women picking from 5% of the men on there. 
you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're not a Chad, if you're not like a super alpha male or one of like the peak, you know, prettiest or most interesting people on Tinder, like you're not getting laid. But all of those guys are, they're running through. I mean, the top five, top 10% of men on Tinder are just running through all of the women and everyone else, all the other men out there are left and end up becoming incels. Like they end up being left out. And they end up basically just taking the scraps that they're given later on in life, or they end up, you know, polyamorous relationships. They end up settling for, well, I can't get a girl, so I'll get half a girl. I'll share a woman yeah. with a man, you know? Oh, it's, it's like that uh, chick that they made the, uh, the news story about a while ago where she had like five boyfriends yeah, and then yeah. she was pregnant <laughs> and like yeah. all, like the dude that impregnated her was like all smug and the, all, all the other well, you guys heard the, like the end of that story, right? Yeah. Yeah. The child abuse was inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause all those men, I mean, it's just angry like, yeah. men, Didn't angry the- disassociated men who don't actually have a spiritual connection with a partner and they don't feel connected. Like, yeah. To yeah. me, it's like all this stuff just is like, so of course, <laughs> when yeah. you stop and think about it, when your brain isn't like bombarded with porn and drugs, you start to like see and recognize patterns and trends. And to me, at like times I have to stop and pinch myself and be like, well, it's so obvious to me, but I have to like explain this to other people. Yeah. Um, and that's just one of those, like, of course that child is just not going to have a great life. I no. mean, <laughs> even, even if there wasn't like physical abuse, you know, just being in that household, as yeah. a child that's not okay yeah yeah and and you brought up something uh you're talking about that spiritual connection um between like a man and wife and that's something i've been reading up on uh as i'm nearing uh getting married uh here in a month and uh like that's it's something i've been thinking about it's uh like w- when you're married to someone you have to put away like a lot of your pride and um you know a lot of your a lot of your selfish desires because like being in a relationship it's not easy and uh a lot of times you you have to uh you you, like you just have to uh (sighs) you you have to humble yourself yeah you have to humble yourself you have to um you realize you're, you're not the center of the universe, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I thought you were calling me out there for a second. Uh, <laughs> no, but well, yeah, zero, saying, zero. I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this well, but basically, um, that the, the reactions that you want to have, the reactions that you have when you're a single guy where you can just like break off, uh, relationships with, um, you know, friends and stuff like that, or, you know, block someone on, on Facebook or Twitter, right? Uh, like you have to, you have to set aside that stuff and you have to, you have to stop being a selfish, um, and you have to put that other person first. And that's like, that's when, when you have a bunch of single guys that, uh, aren't in relationships and they're, aren't they, you know, part of the reason they're not in relationships is they're, they're watching porn. They're getting that dopamine hit. Uh, they're, they're thinking selfishly and they're not going to, they're not going to act on their, uh, like, uh, their, their higher 
um, aspirations. And yeah, they're, they're just not, you're not going to have people acting on uh, noble, you know, like on, on their principles. Yeah. And, like they're and, not and seeking marriage. to spiritually elevate themselves. They're right. just seeking like physical rewards and a yeah. release of their anger and their depression. And marriage changes a lot of that, especially yeah. if, um, definitely, at least for me, like I, I think of it as, especially if you're in a uh, God centered marriage. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you become two independent, unique souls that become one team. <laughs> that's right. very powerful. And when you stop and have it, not just a loose sexual relationship based on flesh pleasures or temporary lust, you know, temporary feelings. Yeah, exactly. It becomes an eternal bond of two people now fighting against the world with each other. Um, yeah, there's something about that. Can I read yeah. real quick a, a more concise thing? Um, someone sent me this after one of my live streams. I was kind of talking about one of these topics. Um, he's, he told me he, he kind of gave me this information and I kind of also put it in a later stream too, but he said the rise of desperate men is due to sexual liberation. Um, the lack of paired couples causes an imbalanced mating system. The most attractive men, the top 15 to 5% of men are getting laid regularly in our society today using online dating apps like Tinder and Facebook and DMS, social media DMS. And the rest of the men out there, the rest of the, you know, 75 to 90% of men out there who aren't getting laid regularly, they end up with porn and online fantasies. They settle with women who are already being used and abused by that top percentage of men, the men not getting laid regularly in society, in our sexually liberated society, are left to pay money to porn stars to get their sexual release and give money to e-girls to feel acknowledged or interact with the members of the opposite sex who are not interacting or spending time with them in the real world. The yeah. desperation is running wild and it's destroying us. Incels are only a thing in our modern era because of our sexual liberation. And if we actually waited for wedlock to engage in sexual relations, we would be pairing up and having meaningful relationships with healthy and healthy interactions with members of the opposite sex. And I think that kind of speaks to what you were saying too. Like it just becomes like healthy. It becomes regular and normal um, and not this like act of desperation or this act of like triumph that we see with like the top and bottom percentages of men. I'm going to make a really terrible, uh, not, not allegory. Uh, I'm going to give a really terrible uh, shoot example. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like having discipline to work out and eat right. Um, like if you are um, disciplining yourself and like enough to be able to have a stable relationship, like that's healthy for you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like if, if you're not going to be disciplined and, you know, refrain from watching porn and, and, uh, and, and you're not going to have the maturity like, or, and, and you don't, even get the opportunity to like mature uh, yeah. with, with a woman, then like, that's not healthy, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think so many uh, mental issues can be sorted out by exercise, eating right and stop uh, things such as watching porn or, Anything that that messes with your uh, your dopamine, 
And I mean, like that, yeah. like Twitter is in that, but then that could also be like a, a Twitter break of some sort because twi- the dopamine you get from Twitter isn't anywhere near porn. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just I like mean, cut down on stuff like that and then cut out things like porn that affect you foundationally. Cut that out completely. And something yeah. that uh, Sean said on his uh, live stream the other day was embrace the struggle. Yeah. yeah and definitely. like that really hit me. You, yeah. you have to you have to embrace that struggle, even though it's so easy and like the temptation is there. Uh, you got to embrace the struggle if you want to actually progress, and and you know, form meaningful meaningful relationships and uh, and just be healthier mentally and and physically and uh, spiritually. Yeah, I mean, I'm 29 right now, and I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And I'm not exaggerating or kidding. Like I'm so healthy compared to the rest of my younger years right now because I've been sober for a year. I've been off porn for almost a year. Um, lately, I've been exercising every day, getting a lot of sunlight, I think is also key. Nice. And having interactions with people like face-to-face human contact, like like handshakes and hugs and mm-hmm. like eye-to-eye speaking to people, not through a phone and not through a screen. And... Mm-hmm just eating real food. Like I actually eat fruits and vegetables and meats again, not like, you know, mac and cheese and ramen and (laughs) shitty processed sugars (laughs) and stuff. And it's just, it's like when you just kind of re like when you kind of go back to like, if you like in my mind, I think like, what was my great grandfather doing? Like, what was his diet? Like, what was his exercise? Like, what was his like life? Like, and I think we need to return to that. I know that whole return meme or whatever. But if we just kind of embrace like going back to like eating food, working hard, getting exercise, like having relationships with people that matter and not these like simple little jokes and memes online only, like that's fine to do. But if that's the only interaction you have with the outside world and with other people, I think it just really starts to break you down and make you mentally weak and overly emotional and pleasure seeking. And I think that's a big problem. Yeah, and Sean, you stopped wearing your trench coat everywhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I've gonna, never I, been a trench coat guy. It's kind of always creeped me out. Columbine, <laughs> Columbine really yeah. ruined the trench coat for me, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, like, I think when we had you on last time, I mentioned this book, but I, I can't recommend uh, F.A. Hayek's The Fatal Conceit enough Fatal relating Conceit. to this topic. It is such a good book. Like his, his keep in mind that Hayek was a classical liberal and an atheist. All right. And so think about that. Well, think about it. Wait a minute. (laughs) It's going to get better. Think think about how uh, incredible it is that a classical liberal atheist wrote a book about religion and how it relates to our biology in a positive way. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, like the, the fatal conceit in the book is uh, mainly he was targeting college professors, but any person in a, uh, whether it's government or whatever, an authority figure teaching children that they can change nature, you know, and he was relating it to not only personal struggles, uh, but also socialism. And he was wow, saying, yeah. you cannot change nature. You are going, millions of people are going to die if you try to fight nature and it's not possible. And, uh, but he yeah. also talks about a lot of the th- porn wasn't a big thing in the, you know, sixties, whenever he w- was writing the book, <laughs> but, yeah. but it, it wasn't in their pockets. Yeah. Yeah. 
but the uh it it relates heavily to uh and we uh, you know i've I've been thinking about the zero we got to do like a an episode two or three on just that book that book is so good well okay i'll uh i'll look into ordering it and reading it yeah i'll read it too we can have like a little book club review ew Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and a little it's, book it's, club. It's not that long either. It's like 150 yeah. pages or something. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Yeah, I can do that in five months. Yeah. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> you're going to have to learn how to read first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, do you guys want to wrap it up there and then uh, maybe we'll do a, a Patreon only? Uh, bonus yeah sure we have been recording for about 40 minutes so yeah well do you want um to wrap up my thoughts this is actually what i said word for word from my live stream is that okay yeah that's Um, good because it's also just a summary of what we've kind of been talking about but i said on my last live stream um if men pursued meaningful purposeful lives again and began seeking out truth, beauty, and love, and embraced the hard work and struggle it takes to earn righteous rewards, our women wouldn't need or be able to degrade and embarrass themselves online for fame, money, and attention. It is our duty as men to grow up and work hard again, reject penis pleasures, and say no to the degeneracy pushed onto us by our rulers and masters, and end the smut supply. Stop watching porn, regain control of your mind and body, be strong again. Our damsels are in distress. It's time we go save them. And I think that's just like a good summary of my thoughts here. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to all your Coomer and Squirt yeah, Boy yeah, uh, yeah. fans, but uh, those are my thoughts. And uh, you can fight me. You can contact me uh, uh, if you want. <laughs> I, have a, online about that I, I, have, I have one more question for you, Sean. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, Jordan Peterson? Oh, that crackhead? Is that what you're talking about? The crackhead yeah. over in Russia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gross. I think he's leading men astray. I think he's a grifter. Um, Whoa. I bought into it. I used to think, I mean, I read the clean your room thing and you know, liked some of those, some of those interviews he was doing where I thought he was a man standing up against the establishment and, you know, trying to yeah, encourage yeah. young men to get their lives together. But now it's just kind of clear to see that he's a hypocrite. He's a grifter and he's leading young men astray. He's given them, um, you know, false hopes of, um, you know, false hopes and, and pseudoscience diets that are, um, <laughs> I don't know, destroying our physical bodies and our minds. And I think he's a gatekeeper too. I mean, my conspiracy mind leads me to believe that he and Joe Rogan and all those guys are gatekeepers for intellectual thinkers and revolutionary minded people. But in general, yeah, I mean, I used to be a big fan of him and now I just kind of see him for what he is, which is just like a hypocrite and kind of capping the potential of men in society today. I know you guys are fans, but uh, (laughs) those are my unchecked true thoughts about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't know about Liberty Zero, but like, I liked him a lot back in the day. And, uh, and as I have gotten older and learned a bit more, uh, I don't agree with him as much on certain things, but I think he did a lot of good, uh, for a lot of young men. And, um, I think, uh, I'm, I'm very wary to, uh, 
talk about what he's going through currently negatively because I have never been I've never been in the public eye to the level he was and also I never have gone through the uh the situation he was going through with his wife and uh cancer yeah. but uh so I'm I'm but you know and then I'm I also think that you know he should have known a bit better than uh to get wrapped up in that medication yeah. um but everything points towards the minute it got to a level where he recognized it was hurting hurting him physically he took the steps to stop it that's what i see um mm-hmm. and uh i think in that situation how far that situation uh progressed i think that's the best possible thing he could have done uh i also think um and then we don't know what was going on in the background. Like it's, it's interesting that he went to Russia rather than to a, a Canadian yeah. or an American facility. Suspicious uh, at best. It's, it's suspicious. But then, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it occurred to me that like he might've been in physical danger. Like, let's say uh, he is legitimate and uh, he was doing things that the elites really didn't like. He may have had to pull a Snowden, you know? Um, oh, well, that's another whole well, discussion yeah. on Snowden. Do you know well, about Do you know about him? Him and John uh, okay. Podesta, uh, who Snowden or Peterson? So Jordan Peterson worked with John Podesta. I don't know if you know that, if you're familiar with Podesta's life life's works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. friends with John Podesta. Worked with him on writing and brainstorming Agenda Twenty One. Okay. Yeah, I was going to bring know about that up. This? Yes, I was going to bring that up. So and that's why. Honestly, I got that just leads me to believe him. that. Yeah, I mean, I, he's not against the establishment. He is ingrained heavily in the establishment. Yes. And he also got a lot of convenient airtime. You know, if you're truly a revolutionary and a controversial mind, and also if you're a person who's genuinely out there to wake young men up in society today, you're not going to end up on public TV. Like you're not going to end up on primetime TV or being pushed in the YouTube algorithms and stuff like that. Like they're yeah. going to tear you down. They're going to try to silence you and kick you off of platforms. And he just really seemed to be pushed and advanced on us by the quote unquote establishment. So I just don't trust him. I just yeah, think what? too, I mean, I just look at him like, cause I really bought into him at first and I really bought into the whole cleaner room. Like yeah. get your fucking life together before you start telling other people or advising other people what to do. And that's not and the whole time. He was a know. drug addict. You know, <laughs> but like that, that's that statement like, isn't untrue, you know, that's yeah, true. Yeah. But it's like, still, I mean, uh, if, if, if you're going to be like, like me right now, if I'm going to go on my live streams and tell people to stop watching porn and then yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah, to yeah. bed at night and I'm jacking off to porn, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I wouldn't be saying like, just to me, I don't like or respect that. Like if you're going to tell people, if you're going to give people advice, you need to be adhering to that advice too. Yeah, you're telling people to clean your room like you need to have your own room clean. And it's just clear by now that his room was not clean when he was telling (laughs) us that. And then, I mean, also, it's a whole giant other discussion, but I just have a lot of thoughts about what he thinks and says about God. And I think he's leading people astray when it comes to religious conversations. But that's a big, long thing to unpack. Yeah. 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 I just, I have a lot of disagreements and that's coming from a guy who, you know, what was it? 2017, 2018. I was really getting into him and I read his book and I was really like watching every one of his appearances on TV shows and going like, finally, finally, someone in the mainstream is telling young men to get their lives together and grow up. And then it's just been like nothing but disappointments ever since. 
Yeah, well, maybe you know, it's a limited uh, hangout. Down, down the but road. But also, I will say, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does turn yeah. things around. And no, you no. are right. Like he, it took a lot for him to publicly admit his drug addiction and go seek help, you know, instead of just continue hiding it and, you know, whatever. So like, I'm rooting for him. I do hope he turns things around. I would hope he's not a part of the establishment and some giant con yeah. job or whatever, but it just seems to be the case. So, well, we're going to have to wrap up pretty soon. I will say one thing, yep. Sean, uh, I am very, very sympathetic to the Jungian, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, concept of religion. And uh, it'd probably be a, a good episode to do at some point where you and I discuss that. Not debate, yeah. but just, you know, discuss it. Yeah, I'm down. All right. So, uh, Sean, why don't you give your plugs? Well, yeah, sweet. So, yeah, you can find I have a bunch of podcasts on my channel, all in one channel feed at Sean V Planet on um, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts. I also do streams, some video streams, live streams on uh, DLive is where I do it live. Um, that's going to expand in the future. But for now, you can find me every Tuesday morning on DLive.tv. And then the replays of those streams can be found on my channel, Sean V Planet, on uh, YouTube and BitChute. And then, yeah, follow me on all the social media accounts, Sean V Planet on Instagram, Gab, Telegram, um, Twitter. I'm on my third account. So you have to do Sean V Planet <laughs> underscore V3 because Twitter gets grumpy at me from time to time. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, you can find all my blogs. I have a bunch of stuff going on and all my links are on SeanVPlanet.com. So yeah, and all, all of that out. will be in the show notes. It'll be yeah. dissectingliberty.com slash whatever number episode this is. 30th. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Come fucks with me. I'll, de- I'll debate you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some heat, I'll bring it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Liberty Zero, reminding you to zero your rifle. And I'm Cotton Arcist, oh, yeah. reminding you to pick cotton voluntarily. <laughs> Sean, you have a gun yet? <laughs> <laughs>